Ruth Coghill with Empowering Others Through God's Word. My life has been changed, renewed, challenged, and encouraged by the power of God's love letter, the Bible. It has the answer to my deepest longings. My friends, I want you to experience this transformation too as we go deeper into the written word of God. Welcome to season three. The first five podcasts will focus on biblical Esther and the very practical truths from this historical narrative. The following five podcasts will focus on what scripture reveals to us about suffering, a very timely topic as we navigate life in our very troubled world. You won't want to miss a single episode. Now, let's tune in to today's podcast. (laughs) Here we are again, Cindy, talking about suffering. I'm so glad that you've joined us today. There's going to be something for everyone that's listening, something that will touch you and help you to have a perspective on suffering, perhaps, that you've never had before. So last time we talked about what went wrong. Today, we're going to talk about where did this suffering come from? Well, last time we said, Ruth, that everything starts in the garden. And I think it's time to go back to the garden again. It's absolutely right, because we've already talked about the perfection of the garden that God had prepared. Mm -hmm. But then when they turned from God and listened to the enemy, thought they had a better plan and questioned his plan for them, then they, that's when everything started going awry. Mm-hmm. And it's a lesson for us that we can take all the way through our lives. Because we determined last time that when we do that, we become our own God. Yes. And God will not allow any other gods before him. He will not allow that. And so where did it come from and who brought it? It, it starts way back there. And have you sat in a moment where you wondered when you said what went wrong, where is this coming from? Usually if something comes so completely out of nowhere, we know that we are, we are sitting in a place of um, extreme trial. Yes, yes. And we have to remember that God is sovereign. He is. And he can take anything away and he can change every situation, and he does. He often does in response to prayer, but he does not allow anything to come into our lives that will not benefit us in the end. Beautifully said. And there, you know, Romans 8:28, so many people um, know this piece of scripture that um, that in all things God will make it good for those who love him, and he will take anything bad and make it good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose, yes. and I'm paraphrasing. Yes. But um, but what we forget to take a real deep look at sometimes is the next piece of scripture, which is Romans 8.29, which speaks about these things are allowed to conform us to the image of his son. And I, it makes me think of this book I read when I first became a Christian. Someone had brought me a book, and I think it was written by a major league baseball player who had become a Christian and it said the title of the book was how do I be more like Jesus and it went through all the different ways we could be like Jesus but I think of that purpose that how do I be more like Jesus well 
really suffering is a part of that and um, to be more like Jesus means that we're being conformed to the image of Jesus and that is our that's our calling that's our purpose here so not only can God take something that you're suffering through and turn it into something good but he uses that to conform us to the image of his son one of the things that we want to talk about Cindy is the spiritual battle that is going on in the in the heavenlies and in our lives and if we neglect to recognize that there is an enemy John 10 and 10 tells us that he comes to steal kill, kill and, and destroy. destroy yes but Jesus came to give us life and to give it more Love. abundantly yes so if we neglect to address this spiritual realm yeah. We are neglecting an important part of understanding suffering. So we'll come back to that. But Cindy, I just want to say that when people look at you now, you speak a lot all over the world, and you write, and they see this glowing face. They see this shine. They see a miracle of God. But I wish that you would just take a moment to tell them a little bit about what you were like before. Oh my, okay. Um, oh, before, as um, a woman with hands and feet and outside of Christ, outside living my life outside of God's blessing, um, I was a nice person. I, I had a little bit of courage, but I was a very lonely woman. And I spent a lot of time trying to fill that hole of loneliness that came from suffering and came from um, trials and tribulations that we'd endured in the first 10 years of our marriage. I would take those holes that were in my heart and I would cover them with a little Band-Aid. And so I spent a lot of time trying to cover these holes um, that were not filled. And, you know, when I first lost my limbs, there was a nurse who came in one day and she took a look at a wound on my leg and she said, oh, no, no, this, this wound needs to be packed. And what I didn't understand was that unless you packed a wound, and nurses out there, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, you have to pack a wound for it to heal from the inside out. When you heal a deep, deep wound, like the wounds that were in my heart, from the outside in, they're never truly healed and they just open again. So every suffering that I faced without Christ in, the, in my life before I lost my limbs was, was not healed. It's just band-aided. But then, when I did allow Christ to come in and to be Lord of my life um, and to be the one who was in charge, not me, well, those, that healing... It, it took place from the inside out. And when that happens, those holes are filled. And so, it doesn't mean we won't suffer. It doesn't mean we won't, we won't be in pain, but, and that we won't fight, face trials as we spoke about in our last podcast, but it does mean that it's a different way that we are going to walk through that suffering. I think, Ruth, that when you were speaking earlier and you were talking about we have to recognize that our suffering comes from, from a spiritual realm sometimes. 
And you know, I can't help but think of Ephesians 6 because so time, so many times I have sat in a place where I feel like I am really, really suffering. Um, even now, even in Christ, you know, even the days that, that there are wounds on my legs and I can't walk or, or there's heartbreak in my household. I sit in that place and I, I have to remind myself that there is a lot of spiritual things going on in the spiritual realm. And sometimes what's coming at me isn't always what I think it is. It's, you know, as you mentioned earlier, we're under testing, we're, we're under, um, I, I remember um, at the beginning of Psalm 56, King David talks about being under oppression. All of his enemies are coming at him from every side. And sometimes when we're in suffering, we feel like that, don't we? We feel like our, we're being crushed and, and, and our bones are being crushed and our hearts being crushed under the pressure of everybody coming at us from all sides. But when we can remember that sometimes that's a result of what's happening in the spiritual realm, it takes away that tiny view of what's going on and gives you a view that's outside of that tiny macro view but gives you a little view of what God sees. Yes, yes. And Cindy, going back to the garden again, I think it's important that before we talk about the armor of God, because we're going to talk about oh, that. Oh, yay! <laughs> we need to recognize that since the fall mm -hmm. of Adam and Eve, mm -hmm. every man, every woman, every one of us has been born with this propensity to sin. It's our default. It's we have this negative this negative view of life which comes naturally. So uh, how do we know that? Well, I I talk about the maternity ward. You know, what happens when a baby is born? Does he uh, cry when he's born? Absolutely. Our natural default is to face life with a cry. And we, no baby comes out with hilarious laughter. Oh, this is going to be a great ride. Yeah. No, he comes out with a cry. And I, it, it helps me remember that that's my default. It's more natural for me to think about the negatives than it is the positives. Mm -hmm. So in order to have the positive impact in our lives, it is an intentional step towards positivity. Mm -hmm. But the natural is the negativity. So Jesus said, that the thief is coming, he's coming. Yes. So you need to be aware that this suffering has this element of the thief. He's coming to steal your joy. And joy is what we're looking for. And we're looking for joy. And we can have joy. So he's he's coming to steal your joy, kill your hope. Really? Absolutely. And destroy your relationships. Yes. Your family your relationships. relationships, your loving relationships. Because when we're suffering, sometimes we can get pretty nasty mm -hmm. because we're in pain and we think that we have a right to then be grumpy and moody. And there is an element of truth there. There's How, grace. There's grace. There, there is grace. Definitely grace. But when we see someone that is suffering, that has been able to look and fix their eyes on Jesus, we see such a difference. So let's go to Ephesians 6. One of the things, and you need to go to Ephesians 6. If you don't have a Bible, would you let your church know or let us know? Let us know. We'll send you one. Because you need to go in. You see, when you get into the Word of God, you are actually listening to the author of life. 
There's no other book that you read that the author is always present through the Holy Spirit. No other book. And when you read Ephesians 6, you will note that we've got the top of the head all the way to the soles of our feet covered with the armor of God. That tells me something. What does that speak to you when we think that from the top of our heads all the way to the soles of our feet, we're being told that this is important and to put on this armor? Well, you said the words perfectly, Ruth. You're covered. You're covered. God's got you covered. He's told us how to cover ourselves and protect ourselves. So I think when we're looking at where did this suffering come from, when we go to the armor of God mm -hmm. and we look at each specific item, take it a piece at a time, and maybe we'll have time to do a little bit more of that, going deeper into the specifics of the armor of God. When you look at how you can protect your entire body, first through the salvation that comes from Jesus Christ mm -hmm. and a faith in Him and Him alone, and you put on the armor and put on that breastplate of righteousness and the belt of truth and then all of the other things that protect you all the way down to the soles of your feet that you will be able to come to a different place and have a different perspective on suffering. We know where it comes from. We also know that God is sovereign mm -hmm. and he has allowed certain things to come into our lives. So how do you see the sovereignty of God in what has happened to you? That's a great question, Ruth. I have always seen um, that in God's heart, what has happened to me has given me great purpose for Him. So in our suffering, we can often find God's purpose for us in our lives. And that purpose might be that one day you're going to take that experience with your suffering right now and tell just one person and bring them hope. Hope that they will see in Christ. Maybe it means that you will tell many people about the suffering you're going through. We don't know God's purposes for what we walk through. Sometimes he whispers it on our hearts, doesn't he, Ruth? And, and we're afraid to speak it because if we speak it, we have to activate it, as you often say. And so there could be a whispering on your heart right now for the suffering you're going through. Maybe secretly you actually know, you really know where God wants to take that suffering, but you're afraid of where that will also take you. And that in that is comes surrender. Uh, Cindy, I can't help but think of a time that I was with you after a speaking engagement and uh, people were coming up and talking to you and I remember distinctly this lady coming up and saying, I'm praying that God gives you back your hands mm. and feet. And I remember the look on your face and you said something like this, why would I want that? This is my ministry. You see, that is God's blessing in showing her that had she not suffered, she would not be leading people all over the world, all over the world to understand a little bit more about being conformed to the image of Christ for the joy set before her. And that really touched me, Cindy, that could I have prayed that prayer? And it doesn't matter because that's not my experience. But what I noted in that 
was that you had processed this for long enough to know that God sovereign, in his sovereign plan, he was not out to destroy you. He could have stopped all this. But look at the glory in your family, in your husband, in your children, because you have had the right attitude about suffering. You knew that it wasn't God's intent to destroy you, and you learned that the enemy wanted to use this to destroy you. Absolutely, Ruth. And Absolutely. he still tries to destroy you Absolutely. every day. Yes. yes. With words of condemnation, of words of, why am I here? Why can't I do this? But there's very few things that you can't do. So if you have <laughs> it tuned it's in. It's true. It's true. I mean, for those who are facing depression and, and, um, and suffering through that, I can. I just you just making me think, Ruth, that those mornings that I wake up and I look at those legs and I think, how am I going to get through the day with no hands and feet? It takes so much energy, and that's where the enemy comes in, isn't it? Our 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 tired mornings, our tired nights, where he comes in and says, well, you're not good enough. You're not good enough. You're not going to make it. So just roll over and go back to sleep. Go back to sleep. It's not. It's not worth it. Come on. But when we listen to that voice, we give. We give up. We give up. But Jesus says, don't give up. Jesus says, when you feel that pain, when you feel that suffering, do not worry about anything. Do not be anxious about anything. But in all things, with prayer and thanksgiving, bring it before me. Bring it before the Lord. And, and when you do that, when you bring that thankfulness, when you start to, when I start to look at, okay, the, the enemy is telling me that my morning is not worth getting up for, but I know it is. Because I have a God who tells me he has a purpose for me every day. And I have a, I have a family. And, and I invite you right now to sit and just, just list the things that you have to be thankful for. Because there's power in those words. There's power in being thankful for what we have. And there's joy in that. And that joy, that light that comes with the thankfulness, it can dispel the dark so fast. That is so great, Cindy, and I just love the fact that this woman that spoke to you, she had a view of life per perfect. Oh, and yes. many people that are even listening, you have an idea that life should be perfect. Well, we took you back to the garden for a reason. This is a fallen world. This is a broken world because it's turned from God and it started back there, but it will never be perfect until Jesus takes us home to be with him and then we've got a lot of stuff to go through we've got a whole pile of stuff to go through and then the millennium the thousand year reign and then after that the new heavens and the new earth and then we have eternity so if you think of your life in a circle entire life mm -hmm. all of eternity as a circle it's unending what you're going through right now is a tiny speck on that big circle. But your real life comes after when you've accepted Jesus Christ. The real living life comes after. And uh, again, our perception of life, that we can create it to be perfect. We'll buy our house, we'll get our kids, we'll get our education, we'll do all of this. We've got it all laid out. We have it all planned perfectly. And then it doesn't come that way and we fall apart. What God wants us to know is that he will not allow anything to come into our life 
but what will bring glory to him because it's about God's will because if you only had any idea of what God is doing through Cindy's story because people look at her and know it's a miracle and that's why I wanted to do this suffering podcast with her because she has so much to offer you and I pray that today that you would seriously consider whatever you are going through it's a speck on your entire life it's just temporary temporary and that's why we need each other Cindy what would we do without each other we <laughs> just true and we need friends who yes. point us back to yes. God's word so we hope that you will join us again next time as we delve deeper into suffering and how we can find joy, how we can shine on, and what God's Word tells us that we can follow in order to do all of those things.